Um, this is going to be interesting for me. Uh, sermons for me are animated. I, I, I feed off of people in the crowd. I, I talk to you. I, I, I can't talk to you, so I'm not going to talk to these guys. I also don't like <coughs> sitting down. I, I like to move around, so uh, we will see how this goes. A couple things before we get on the sermon. Uh, the outdoor worship service tomorrow, uh, we, we are offering it for folks that would like to do a social distancing outside fresh air service. Now, we understand um, we want to make sure that people's health is first and foremost. Um, and so social distancing is key. Um, we also want to be aware that if the service tomorrow is large, it is going to be very quick. And, uh, and then we're going to disperse. And if it gets extremely large, uh, we probably won't go forward doing Sunday morning services outside anymore. We're limited to online. Uh, but for the time being, tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock at the top of the Kank Highway, uh, we're going to gather to pray for our community, uh, pray for our town, uh, to pray for our nation and our world, and uh, sing some songs and read some scripture uh, from a reasonable distance from each other. So, anyway... Um, these are crazy times. I mean, in my phone where I store my notes, uh, the, the title uh, today's notes is Corona Online Service Number One. Uh, so that, that's a, that's a new, new one for me. So um, here goes nothing. I don't know if you're like me, but I don't like it when I have an expectation. When I have a thought, when I have, yeah, I, I have a hope that that gets completely dashed. And... One that's really big for me revolves around food. I know, surprise, surprise, but it does. Uh, and morning, breakfast is really meaningful to me. I, I haven't eaten for six or eight hours, and so I'm ready for breakfast. And there is nothing more disappointing than when you make your way downstairs and you get a box of sugary cereal. You're, you're cheating, right? You're cheating this morning. It's going to be uh, mine is uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's my favorite sugar cereal. But you get your favorite. You know, uh, cereal that you wouldn't want anyone else seeing you eat in your pajamas at 10.30 at night because you're a grown-up. Uh, but get that cereal in your mind. And you come down, you get that cereal, you pour it in your bowl, you open the fridge, you pour your milk on there, and you go and you take your first bite, and you realize the milk is expired. <laughs> There's nothing worse than biting into your favorite cereal and finding out that the milk is expired. Well, the word expired is a unique word. And um, it actually is a Latin word. And the, the root Latin word in expired is spire. And spire simply means breath. And expire actually means your last breath or to breathe out for the last time. And medical people use that. Uh, as a way to tell when someone has passed on, it's they have expired, they have breathed their last breath. And just like when I come down and, I, and I'm frustrated that my plans are changed with, with you know, my cereal, that's a very small, simple thing, really meaningless actually. Uh, I'm also really, I'm honest, I'm frustrated right now. I'm frustrated my plans are changed. Just normally for me personally is a time where my winter is winding down but the snow is still amazing. The sun is super high. My schedule is, is, is quite a bit less than normal in the middle of winter. And so I get to ski a lot more. I get to see a lot more of my friends. And we actually, ministry actually, we use this time to travel and encourage other ski resort ministries around the Northeast. 
None of that's happening. I feel like a rug has just been ripped out from underneath me. Now, I know there's a lot of my introverted friends that this is your normal life. But for me, as an extreme extrovert, this is basically who I've seen for the last week. <laughs> and they're going crazy, probably, and, and I'm going crazy. Uh, but, you know, I at first when my plans get changed, I, I'm frustrated. And the frustration evolves into anger. And, and, and if they're simple things, the anger and the frustration can kind of go away. But if they're, if they're bigger things, the frustration and anger can, can evolve into sadness. And if they're really, really big things and, 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 I'm, and the unknown is ahead of me and, and I'm afraid, the, the, the uh, frustration moves into sadness and the sadness can actually move into fear. And it, it's fearful thinking about things expiring, right? It's one thing to have expired milk. What do you do? But it's kind of getting scary to think, well, where's my milk going to come from in a week from now or two weeks from now or, or a month from now? Is this going to be done or am I going to be able to go out in public? And, and what, you know, what about then? Or what about bigger things? What about like my, my, my income? Like there's a lot of you that aren't working right now and, and don't have an income or if this prolongs our whole economy already is taking a hit and where's my income to come, come from? And Will, my, will, will, will our wealth expire? That word expire with wealth makes us nervous. And, and even more scary is, will my loved one's life or will my life expire? And that, that is a, that's a tough subject. That's really, really difficult. Um, I've used this time to catch up on some movies that I've wanted to watch. I, I'm a huge true story movie fan. I, I love true stories. Sometimes my family doesn't really like watching them with me because they're slow. But I made them get together with me the other night and watch Won't You Be My Neighbor uh, with Tom Hanks. And it's a, it's a story about um, a writer who covers uh, Mr. Rogers. And it's an incredible movie. If you haven't seen it, I would encourage you. There's this really powerful scene where... They're gathering around a loved one who is passing away, and uh, they're about ready to expire. And it got really awkward and quiet in the room, and then Mr. Rogers speaks up, and he says this. He says, death is a really difficult subject. It's really hard to talk about, is what Mr. Rogers says. And then he says something that's really, really powerful. He says, but you know what I've found? I have found that what is mentionable is manageable. He said, what I have found is what is mentionable is manageable. And in other words, when we talk about it, and we talk about it with people whom we love and in a safe environment, what is mentionable becomes manageable. And, and the end of my life and the end of the lives of our loved ones is nothing new. We all know that all of us and all of our loved ones at some point in time will move on from this earth. And the Bible speaks to that, and all religions speak to that, and no matter what you believe, we all understand that we can't escape death and taxes. We know that those are the two constants in the world. And um, that can be frightening. And normally, if you're like me or a normal person, we go about our normal life, our everyday life, and death is not at the forefront. I hope it's not, and I'm sure some people suffer from that. It's not, I, I feel for you, but for most of us, we, we live life, and until a loved one comes home and says they have cancer, or until we have a near miss in a car accident, or until we have a worldwide breakout of, of a sickness or an illness that, that threatens, 
that's when we begin to kind of talk and think about death, and it makes us afraid. It makes us fearful. What I found was interesting about the word fear is when I was typing it into my notes, into my Google Doc, and I was writing, you know, that... That, that, that failed expectation leads to frustration. And I wrote in my notes, that, oh, that leads me to anger. And anger can lead to sadness. And sadness, fear. And what I thought was very interesting is my autofill, right? The thing that if I like, kind of just swipe, it will autofill. It says leads to paralyzation. I was like, wow. Fear leads to paralyzation. And, and that's it. And fear is a normal emotion. Fear is an emotion that's a good emotion because fear will cause us to run away when something is wrong or, or fear will cause us to not enter a place that's unsafe or fear will maybe help us to stay away from someone that might be uh, unsafe. But when fear moves to a place in our life or a place in our thoughts that it's forefront and it's overwhelming, it's taking over, fear leads to paralyzation. And... Fear is, is the opposite of, of faith. Faith is the opposite of fear. And speaking about opposite words, I'd like to talk a little bit today about the opposite of expiration. The opposite of expiration. So expiration is the last breath out. Inspiration actually means to inspire, or spire is that, that Latin word for breath. In breath, or inspire. And what a cool word. Inspire, inspiration is, is such an awesome word, I believe, I think. And when we look in Scripture, we see the word inspire in a lot of places. One really cool one is in 2 Timothy 3.16. It says the word of God was inspired by God. It said God inspired, or actually some version says God breathed. God breathed his word, and, and it says it's good. It's good for correction. It's good for instruction. It's good to teach us what we need to think and believe. God's word is his breath, and it is inspired by God. That, that's one thing. Uh, there's, a, there's another thing. I love how the Chronicles of Narnia capture this. There's one of the books in the Chronicles of Narnia where Aslan, who's the character of God, he goes around and he sings into creation. He just sings things into existence. And there's this other scene uh, in another one, in the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, where, where, where just sickness and illness and disease have caused, and selfishness and, and really bad behavior has caused people to be frozen by the Wicked Witch. And, and, and Aslan comes and he, he breathes on these people, and, and they melt, and they come back to life. And, and that is just such an incredible picture. But in Scripture, in Genesis chapter 1, God moves across the waters. He, he breathes over the waters and, and he divides the waters from the land. And, and he speaks the animals into existence on the earth. And he speaks the animals into existence on, in the ocean. And he, and he speaks forth the, the vegetation, the plants of all kinds. Right? He, he speaks and he, and, and, and he breathes. And then... He, he comes to us. He comes to humankind. He comes to me and you. He comes to you. He comes to humankind. And what's incredible is, is we saw here in, in Genesis chapter 2, God scoops down and he, and, and he swoops down to the earth and he scoops up some dirt. From just, just, just regular old dust, it says. Actually, it wasn't even good dirt. It was dust. I, I wish he said it was just choice, choice piece of great earth. But it says dust. He, he gathered dust, and God breathed on the dust, Genesis 2 says. He inspired dirt. He breathed into dirt. 
you, you, me, you, you, we are nothing but inspired dirt. We're, we're inspired dirt, right? How, how cool, how, how incredible is, is that? We, we are dirt that God breathed his life, his spirit into us. It's incredible. And Nathan prayed earlier that we would be God bearers, image bearers of God, meaning we are God's children, we, we, we look like God, and he is, he is our creator, he's our maker, and therefore we have his thumbprint on our life. We couldn't help but not have the artist you know, print on us. When, when someone sees a famous painting and they're really into art, they can tell you right away that is a Salvador Dali because it's got melting clocks on it. It's kind of weird. But we, we are God's artwork. We're his handiwork, the Bible actually says. And, and his thumbprint is, is on you, which I, I think is really incredible. So we are inspired dirt. Well, there's a saying, uh, it says, worse than dirt. If you look back in history, there's some other crazy things that happened, but, but is this worse than dirt? I, I don't know. There's that saying, but here's what's incredible. Is anything worse or is anything below God's breath? Is anything not able to be inspired by God, meaning breathed into by God? When I look at Scripture, when I walk in the woods, when I hike a mountain, I say no. When I, I hear the songbirds, when I hear the river running, Heidi and I went and hiked the Flume uh, Gorge the other day. Uh, I would encourage you in social distancing to get out. Uh, I saw a friend on Facebook said he went to a couple different trailheads today. It's still Saturday. He found that each trailhead was full with cars. And so he went until he found one that wasn't and took a, you know, took a walk. The woods are big here. You can find space in the woods. But Heidi and I the other day, there was, I think, two cars parked in the flume. I think we saw three people while we were in there on a two-and-a-half-mile walk. Absolutely beautiful. And here's what I came to. I was standing at the bottom of the falls in the flume, looking at these waterfalls just cascading over this rock and smashing into the bottom and listening to the roar, which was beautiful, echoing off the gorge walls. And I thought this, these laws of nature have not stopped. My normal, my normal has stopped. Your normal has stopped. A lot of things in the earth has stopped. You know what hasn't stopped? The melting of the snow off Flume Mountain. And the cascading of the water over the rocks, pulled by gravity down into the gorge and down into the penny, and the penny out all the way to different you know, watersheds, all the way to the ocean. That hasn't stopped. The laws of nature haven't stopped. And who kicked the laws of nature into motion? God. God himself. And I believe his inspiration is not done, and his inspiration is not dead and that if you get outside and you go for a walk, if you are able to have a conversation with a friend from a reasonable distance or through, you know, media, uh, if you are able to spend time in his word, you will find that his breath is not dead. His breath brings life. But we must be careful about this inspiration. Think about that concept. What is breathing into you or what are you inhaling? And if 90%, if 100% of what you are inhaling is social media, is news, is Netflix, is TV, is magazines, if that is what you're inhaling, no, no wonder fear has gripped us all. Holy cow, you watch that for a little while and it just is it's fearful. 
Now, I'm not saying that you need to go put your head in the sand and be a separatist and pretend it's all not there and not real. Don't hear me. I'm not saying that. But what I, what I am saying is that you need to limit the amount of social media. You need to limit the amount of news and, and limit the amount of screen time that you have. And you need to spend some time in some things that are inspired by God, like trees and, and, and rivers and, and robins. The robins are back. And, and the chickadees, they're singing their spring song. They're saying, sweetheart, sweetheart, as they look for a mate, you know? And, and the water that's cascading down through the flume gorge and the mountains and this wind and the snow. And there's just so many things. And then, and then beyond his creation, you must look in his word. God's word says it's inspired, you know? And, and here, you, you might be like, well, I'm not, I'm not able to go to the Bible study anymore, and I can't really even be at church anymore, and I can't really even see my pastor. There are so many amazing online tools. Google the Bible Project. That's what I want you to do is, is next time you're afraid, next time you're fearful, next time you're, you're tempted to just do that thing. Me too. I, I'm lazy. When, when I have nothing going on in my brain, I find myself just doing this to Facebook and Instagram or the NFL app. Right? I just, it's, just, it's, it's, just it's, it's dead space in my head. But next time you find yourself doing that, stop your thumb for a second, click on Google, and type in the Bible Project. And, and enjoy. It's absolutely incredible, and it helps you study, and it helps you learn and understand the Word of God, and it's in video form, which I really like. Uh, it is absolutely incredible, but I would like to encourage you, when expiration, when, when the fear of expiring, both the loved ones and you, your health, your wealth, when that fear grips you, I pray that you would remember that there's an opposite word called inspiration, and inspiration started in Genesis chapter 2 and in Genesis chapter 1 with the actual breath of God. 